Welcome to the What About Tuesday podcast, where we take you on the adventure of trying to turn ideas into profit, hosted by Shane and Rich. All right, today's episode, we are going to be discussing using other people's money to make money is always a great idea. It's also a hard idea. Very true. Because people are emotional about their money, especially people who don't have a lot of money. Highly emotional about their money. And it really isn't about people having a lot of money or having less money. It's just that a lot of times people are earning this money, whether they're getting it through ill-gotten means or they're getting it through legal means or if they're getting it through an inheritance or some type of family money. Giving money away is difficult. Just think about it. When you go to McDonald's, when you go to Walmart and you got to spend money to get something that you want, even if you have a lot of money, you're looking like, uh, I wouldn't pay that much for that. Let me drive down the street, even though you're wasting gas, because Target got it for a dollar less. And a lot of people don't pay attention to the fact that that drive down the street cost you a dollar of gas, but they still do it. That's the average person. People that are investors, people that have money, people that are wealthy, the top 5% of the world, understand that your time is money. Money is time. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about investing today, about basically one thing that I want you guys to remember, if you don't remember anything else, is return on investment. ROI is the ratio between net profit over a period and the cost of the investment resulting from an investment or some resources at a point in time. A high ROI means the investment gains compared favorable to its cost, meaning if I'm selling frozen cups and I'm just breaking it down to something simple that you would like here in Louisiana that people know about, kids even know about this, selling frozen cups. I go out, water. If I use the water, tap water, that's free. If I go out and I get a pound of sugar, two pounds of sugar um, and some Kool-Aid mix that might cost me five dollars. But I'm selling the frozen cups anywhere between 50 cents and a dollar, depending on how big the cup is. I still got to get plastic cups. All right. I'm not taking to the account of the energy that goes into the house. I'm not taking to the account of the refrigerator or the freezer. Uh, if I'm a kid, I'm using my mom's stuff. So that's all profit. Right. With, RJ does the same thing with his brownies. We actually had to sit down and go, okay, how much, how much does it cost you to make a brownie? And he was just like, oh, it's, it's $3. The, the fuck it is. <laughs> how much brownie mix? <laughs> well, the brownie mix is $3. Well, what about the eggs? What about them? Motherfucker, eggs cost money. Let's go over this. Because um, <laughs> there's free eggs to him because it's in the refrigerator. Right, right. And so when we... Yeah, yeah that explains why I was going through a case of eggs so quickly. Um, and I wasn't eating any eggs. <laughs> but like my... And it, you know, and it was my dad was sitting down there. And then he, it was over the holiday break when my dad came down to, to meet everybody and stuff. And it was just like, okay, how much oil do you use? Or I use the, the recipe cost for this much oil. Okay. How much is a bottle of oil? Of, of, you know, how much does this cost? How much does, and we even, we even went over like expansion prices, right? Like how much money do you need to put away to expand your business in a way that you're not hurting your business to do that? And, and, you know, when he first started out doing this, he'd, he'd used um, some birthday money and some other things. And then he went and, you know, he borrowed five bucks from mom to, to cover, uh, like plastic bags or something like that. And here comes dad. Hey, where's my five bucks? <laughs> like the bank. Well, huh? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? I was like, you borrowed five bucks. Where's my five bucks? I, and I was like, and I want my interest. 
like the investor. Like, what? Where's where's my money? And where's my money on top of my money? He's like, uh, I I I don't have it. You better have it by next week. <laughs> you better go out there and sell you, some brownies. You better. I better see some. And I, well, this one kid owes me some money because because I, I I gave him a brownie and and he said if he didn't like it he he wouldn't pay me and da da da. da. No, I don't give a shit what you t- he told you and what you told him and what the deal is. I want my money. Give me my money back. For those that don't know, that would fall under churn. That would fall under the fact that you had a customer that said that they didn't like your product. And they have the right and the ability either not to pay you or to return your product. Now, this having to be in food, you probably want to get your money up front because yeah. someone could eat something. Now, they didn't eat your investment. They didn't eat your product. And not a whole. Money. So that's a that's a business lesson that I'm gonna have to teach. You know, oh, RJ. He, we, we went through that already. Oh, man. Okay, we, great. We, I, yeah, <laughs> he's got me. Like, I mean, we sat down and explained hustler mentality and and you know you know street math and all this other stuff, um, which is you know basically the the same business function math a lot of other people get, but they just it's street math just called because it sounds cooler. Um, uh, excuse me. Do apologize. That was bad on my part. It's all just caught me, uh, but. So, you know, that's when RJ learned, you know, using other people's money has consequences. And that was that was the whole point. Like you're using somebody else's money and whether you've got the money in time to give it to them or not, they're going to come calling for it. Now, he he borrowed the money and he didn't have terms. He didn't have a contract. Um, I'm sure for most people like, why are you com- making a 13 year old sign contracts? Cause when my kid's an 18 year old, I want them to understand you better read those damn contracts and not, you know, sign up for something you can't get your ass out of. But also most businessmen and women yep. want to pass down their, um, their business to their children or a niece or a nephew or someone to where they can run it. So yep. when you are a professional or you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, you want to teach your kids whether they want to know it or not. Yeah. You want to teach them about that. And investing and, in, you know, being frugal and being a smart business, you know, person, is something that you would love to, to just pass down. However, in investing, you got to think about one thing. Everyone that's coming to you, you asking them, hey, I have this great idea. I have this great product. I would like for you to invest your money into it. And the first thing they're going to ask you, what am I going to get? What is my return Correct. on investment? Now we have, we have a few people with, with our, our fictional, non-fictional business that we've been going over um, that we've had that, you know, we're willing to invest and then their investment kind of poofed on them. Right. Um, not, not, you know, and, and it's nothing of, of their own fault or doing or them pulling out of, of the idea. It's just these things happen. Not every investor who comes to you says, I'm, I'm in, I like what you got to do. I'm going to, let's get this going. They're going to cut you a check right then and there. That's going to be like maybe one in a hundred people. Yeah. Right? That's, that's like a dream scenario. Most right. people that's coming in want to know when are they getting their money back and how much are they going to double their money? Are they going to triple their money? Right. Or are they going to make money on, you know what I mean? You could say street mentality. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go into detail about it, but it's that's basically what it is. Right. It's, hey, if I, you got a bushel of corn and you're trying to sell it or you're trying to, you know, open up a bigger farm and I invest 50K into your farm. Yeah. When will I get my 50K back plus a return on my investment? Meaning if I say that, hey, I'm going to take 30% of your, you know, your, your profit 
margin or you're going to pay me $2 on each bushel of corn until I get my investment back. How much money am I going to make? Right. And you have to run those numbers. And that's, and we do have, and we have done that and you know, in certain situations, let's, before we get to that, I think we should go over literally like who you're looking at talking to, right? Cause everybody hears the word investor. Everybody hears the word entrepreneur now, like, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you hear that and it was like, dude, selling weed. Like that's, that's literally what it was for a lot of people. Like that dude is definitely selling drugs. Like that's what an entrepreneur is. Now it's more of like a flash in the pan, quick volume, like because of the internet, right. You know, like, I, and, and I'm not going to get into the, the, the qualms behind that. Cause like, as long as you're, you're trying, you're trying and then that's, I'm not going to diminish anybody's dreams, but how do you get that money? How do you get those conversations going? How do you look at somebody? Cause I remember the, when I first asked, I asked my parents, like to invest, to invest. Family. Like when I was, yeah, when I was younger, like my first, I think, like, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not counting like the lemonade stands. No, actually, I am. I'm going to count. You know what? Let's let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back to the first time I asked for money. Okay. All right. We grew up poor. Like I, I lived in cars. I was in foster care. Like we're talking. If if there's a lifetime movie about being poor and white, that's me. My story would be just a little bit different. I, I was born in Italy. I, I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth yeah. um, for the first three years, and then we went straight to the projects. Yeah. Imagine that shit. Oh, no, I dated that. I mar- almost married that. Yeah, but seriously. Yeah, like, no, no. She... You, you had everything. Yes. You had, you, 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 you was growing up in a lap mm-hmm. of luxury. Your mom and your dad splits. Yeah. Like, I'm an army brat. Yeah. And your mom takes you to the most ghettoest place on the planet. See, where you went is where I started. And I had to that's, fight my way out. That's that's where I started. And I started off with pronouncing words. That's why I sound different than most people of my ethnic group. Yeah. I started off pronouncing words the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was into other things that people that I was around was not into. And I still am. Right. So I went into a situation basically being a nerd. Then had to basically fight my way out. So yeah. We were poor, just like you. Yeah. But so I we so there was no money. Like, yeah, the fact that no, you no, could no. get money right. from your parents, you went to your parents. I, uh, me, I, I didn't know get money that, from my parents. But that's, that's, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Is like I didn't know that. I didn't know. You know, my parent, my my, and I say parent specifically because it was my dad. Okay, right? like I couldn't even do that when I lived in like with my aunt and uncle. You know, I was living with my aunt and uncle. My dad was still going through rehab and stuff like that. And this isn't like. A soft story. It's just yeah, like, yeah. It, it's it just is, basically you're trying to convey. I want to. I want to paint the we, picture of how yeah, what, what it was yeah, really like. Bloomberg did yeah, the same thing. Yeah. Like the one person I have a lot of respect for is Mayor mm-hmm. Bloomberg. I'm from New York. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know about him. He's going to be running for president. I respect Mayor Bloomberg. He went from shining shoes. Yeah. To a multi-billionaire. Right. All right. He did it during the industry. I can say the same thing for Puff Daddy. Right. I can say the same thing for Jay Z. I can say the same thing for Martha Stewart. A lot of people like and only Steve one Jobs. Of Jail. Steve Jobs, perfect example. <laughs> yeah, perfect example. Steve Jobs. Right. Steve Jobs started off poor. Yeah, I mean he was. He he was adopted. They had an okay right. mid family, but he he wasn't a rich kid. I, I, and to me, that seems like one of those things that like you you come into this world and you you deal with the hand that you dealt. And some of us we we go one way. I mean, everybody goes into the, these pathways and stuff like that. But there's always there's always a like very select few, right? That like I knew I didn't have money. 
but I knew that I could make money now. And I also like, you know, my, my issues, with my aunt and uncle aside, like they had a small business. They sold the uh, fucking juicers and dehydrators and shit like that back when they were like 300 bucks a piece. Um, and you know, they had a small shop and we lived behind the shop and did all that other stuff. And I did pick up stuff from them, but like, I, and I also picked up the fact that like, you know, my uncle would always get my cousin, whatever. Right. They always had money for them. They always did all this stuff for them. It was it was cool for them. They didn't have money for you. They never had money for me. Like there was yeah, always my grandfather that kind of shit. like that with me. Right. But cool. Fine. That mentality in my head was like, all right, well then I guess I gotta go learn how to make money. And can I get money to to do a lemonade stand? No. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I got no money. I do have a drive to make money. I have a desire to make money. I have no idea where to make money. Okay. Screw it. I'm going to sell massages. Hmm. Grab the whiteboard. $5 massages. 20 minutes. Picked out a chair. Went outside. Threw the fucking sign up. Put the chair out. I made money. Hmm. Hey. It's not that hard. Five-year-old. You <laughs> know, like, like small child thinking. But that that was that turning point in my life where I was like, you could always make money. It's not always going to be the way you want to make money. It's not always going to be the way you you need to make money, but you could always make money. You know, you and I talked about it more than once where we're like, if we blew up yesterday, tomorrow, like we blew everything to shit, everything went and, and crashed and burned. We had zero dollars. We would lick our wounds for a little bit. And make money. And go back to making money. Correct. You know, I'll go, I'll, I'll go back to selling cars. You know, yeah, I'm a hustler. I have, I have IT experience. I can go get pick up a job anytime I want. You know, like there's always and that which is part of the I don't want to make it that way. <laughs> like I'd rather yeah. make it my way. But so my first investor was me. My first investor was me going. I'm investing in myself. That is the most purest way to go. That is a real. That's that's how you get your first investment going. True, I would agree. I personally, without fail, am very happy that my family told me to fuck off when I ever asked them for money for my businesses. I genuinely thank them almost all the time. I'm like, man, I'm really glad you never gave me that money. And they're like, well, why not? I'm like, because I'd have to listen to your ass. <laughs> no, I, I I see what you're saying, but for me, it would be more motivation. Right. Um, getting told no, um, being being cast aside right. is what pushes me with drive yeah, my ambition. Yeah, the, the, the reverse the exactly. negative negative yes. reinforcement causes positive events. Yes, yes I, and, I fully. And for feel. me, for me, um, I try to rake leaves and mm -hmm. mow yards and do things. How I got my money was basketball. Like um, I would gamble, yeah. shooting dice, doing things. But I would take that money and I would invest it. I was paying bills at a young age right. because my mother was lazy. I'm just gonna be honest. Right. But um, and I was taking care of my sisters and myself. However, I never gave up on how I can make money. Like I would charge people to play my Nintendo. It was my friends, but I charge them a quarter. Like if you're like the difference between that is that the video game is going to quit on you. Yeah. If you die, you got to put another quarter in. I'll give you three lives because Mario gives you three lives. Right. And then after that, you got to give me another quarter. Like, I figured out a way to do things. You come yeah. to my house. We do an ice cream. I give you one ice cream. You want another one? That's 50 cents. Right. If we're sh And you can try to win your money back. That's how I lure people in. Yeah. We can shoot dice. We can play pitch. We can play cards. We my, can play dominoes. Was, mine was poker. Yes. Poker was yes. how I got I, through. And, <laughs> and, and and you can win your money back, yeah. but you're going to give me that money because I'm taking care of this family. Right. And, you know, 
I have a little sister that's younger than me. Mm-hmm. That's 10 years younger than me. Almost 11, well, actually 11 years younger than me. And she missed all of that. So in her mind, everything that she ever did right. was on her. Yeah. But I've always been that person hovering, being like, there you go, there you go, there right. you go. And so let's get back to investing. Right. That's kind of like what it is, like me hovering. If we get an investor, we get like a certain investor. Let's say right. I decide to say, okay, Shane, I'm going to cut ties with you. Instead of us being business partners, I'm going to be an investor. Okay. I'm going to be looking for an ROI, right. return on my investment. I'm going to be expecting certain things. And if right. those things are not happening, I'm going to start taking things. Right. And that's what investors do. I mean, I have to deal with it myself personally. I have people that invest in me. Even though I make money in my business, I have people that say, hey, you can't go to a traditional bank and say, give me a $5 million line of credit, but you can come to me because I have the money. Right. I ain't going to say how they make their money, but they do make their money. So this is, you're, you're kind of croaching on, on the various types of investors that are Correct. here. And, and let's go over it. These are, these are the ones that this kind of, again, goes back to the phone. Your first one usually is for a lot of people is going to be your family or friends or somebody who has more money then, then you do that. You're like, hopefully they'll break me off something so I can get going. Outside of that is going to be your angel investors. Your angel investors, you can there's there's ne- networks all over the U.S. in your towns. This goes back to the, our favorite word, research. Um, check your your local small business communities, your your Facebook page, your assets. Angel investors are going to be the kind of people that Rich was just talking about. Hey, I got the situation coming up. I have this really big event. I need to put, you know, I need 25 grand to cover, let's say product for that, for that event. Like, let's, yes. you know, you're specifically uh dragon con would be a good one. Like we, we're trying to confirm our, our dragon con year that, for this year. We know we're going to need a good chunk of money just for PLAs from the 3d printers, the resin hotels, all this other stuff. We're looking at putting down some serious money. It's, it's not as expensive as San Diego comic-con, right? It's actually half the cost. With the same amount of people, and it's only an eight-hour drive away, which is nice. But we know that come that situation, if we're we're not hitting our our generalized ballpark of what we want to do, we're going to have to go to somebody, right? We're going to have to go to an angel investor. We're going to have to go to somebody local who's willing to, who believes in in the cause, and go. Okay, yeah, here's and and this is what you'll normally get if you're getting somebody. And there's like a lot of the uh, like the rich dad, poor dad people. Correct. Like the real estate, like, you know, mogul system type read of things. I read that book when I was 17. Yeah, read Amanda, you know, she makes me, she wants me, I, I, she wants me to find the game so that we can play Rat Race. Uh, I used to play that game every night, believe yeah. it or not, when I it's, first started my company. It's not a bad back game. Back in 2008, the Rat it. Race? Yeah. Yes, I used to have it. Um, my business partner took it with her. She took it to San Diego, believe it or not. I'm not spending 200 bucks. We, we, we parted ways. My first business <laughs> yeah. partner, that could be a whole podcast. Right. We parted with either she took the rat race with her. Right. <laughs> so, but we would go to, we would, that's who we would, we would probably go to because we're not looking to talk to a bank and get a five year loan and, and a 30, you know, a 70%, you know, uh, return over, over that amount of time and all this other stuff. We're going to need somebody who's like, this is a very short window. We don't need it for very long. 20, let's, and, and 25, by the way, is an arbitrary number. We don't need 25K. I'm just using that as an arbitrary number. Okay. You're going to, and they're going to go, all right, well, I want 28% on my 25. Correct. And it doesn't matter how long it takes you to give it to me. That's what you owe me. Or they want like 15%, 10%. Some people even want 25% of your business. Yeah. 
they'll do, and that's that's getting into shares and that's getting yeah. all other things. And if you're not able to give them shares or give them ownership or proprietary access to certain things, I know a couple people that would like, um, you know, for for the longest time, like uh, our friend who helps move our higher end magic cards, his deal was instead of paying him, he just gets to reduce he gets a reduced cost on the stuff that he buys, yeah. right and. That's like basically having a line of credit. Right. And that was fine with us because we're moving, you know, we were moving way more than what we were losing on those, those items, which would have been actually the same amount of just giving them hourly pay. (laughs) I did the math. So that, that was fine. And we still got where we needed to go. Um, The other one is obviously banks. Banks now are becoming suddenly a lot nicer again about loaning money not to everybody there are going to be certain rules you're going to hit like for us as an llc we had to hit two years before the banks would even consider giving us a business loan right um uh secured lines of credit are are another thing which goes into a whole other other aspect then you know those are those those are the generalized things you got and then you have venture capitalists who you have to go to and talk to those venture capitalist companies and go hey i'm trying to move my company from this to this but those types of um, institutions, yeah, they look, and if you didn't know this, they look at the your credit score. Yes. They look at your credit score. Um, your, you call them angel investors. Um, those type of people don't. They right. look at what your business plan is, what your business model is, what the market is, what you've, they want to see that you've made some money doing what you're, what you're doing. Yes. And they're typically more likely to invest. Um a lot of times, um, depending on how they structure their investment into you, um, they're going to look for a way not to lose money just in case they're making a bad business decision. Correct. But those are the people when you're starting off, at least in my opinion, that's who I look for. Going yes. to Bank of America, going to um, Chase and different thing, different institutions of that magnitude, nine times out of ten, if you're not producing or making like maybe two million dollars a year, yeah. they're not going to want to give you they're, anything. Yeah, and I, they're going to want to basically control that whole market. And the moment that you mess up, mm-hmm. they're going to fo- foreclose on it. Right. They're going to take your business. They're going to sell everything that they can sell and liquidate it, and you're done. Right. Um, it's like playing a bad game of Monopoly. Like small SBA, the small business loan, um, which is governmentally backed. Like there's there's. No matter who you go with, and this is this is I think what we're trying to get to is that like, it, pick your poison, pick who you can actually deal with, pick who you can functionally keep your business running, still make money with your business, and pay back what you need to pay back. You know you don't have to, and you know I do this, and it's it is kind of it's just a bad habit of what I've always had. It is like you don't always have to slam dunk your 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 bills back down. You don't have to always just go okay, well. I I have this bill. I literally have all that money, and then I'm gonna have to hopefully coast the next two weeks in good sales to to do it. But then that thing's gone. And one thing you have to remember is you always want to keep business and personal assets separate as re- much as you can. Yes. the The reason why I I I say that, and that other business models might tell you no. The reason why I say that is because investors, if they start seeing little things like they're gonna want to see your books, they're gonna want to see the numbers. Yeah. They're going to want to see how much money you're bringing in, how much money you're losing, how much money you're using for personal gain, how much money you're investing back into the business. Because if you're investing money back into the business and the business is making money and it has a growth, they're more likely to invest in you. But if they see that you are living off your business, they're less likely to invest in you. 
Correct. That was something I ran into in 2009. I mean, when I first jumped in, I threw my money in there. I was giving myself a salary. I was giving my business partner a salary. I was doing so much stuff. Like even my car note, everything was 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 invested into my business. Yeah. And a lot of people did not want to invest in me. When I restructured and I went through some of my hardships in business, when I came back 2013, I didn't do that anymore. I cut myself out. Any money that I made that that was um net like a net worth or like any money that was plus, like I was in the green, I put it back into the business. I gave my employees like raises. I did stuff to make them happy. I bought more um, tools to invest. I educated my employees. That's another thing. Investors want to see how educated the people are that are, how much knowledge you know about your market and about your competition yeah. and about like, you know, like the way that you handle your money. Because if you can handle your own money, you can definitely handle theirs. Right. And there's today's. Money, the way you do got to do shit today is, is definitely different from, from way back when, like it was, you know, when I was 18, it was easier for me to pull money. Um, like I said, I was, I was doing the, I was buying and building box business boxes and selling the business boxes and able to, you know, that, that as a business structure was fine because I was basically, I was using low entry fee business sense, doing all the paperwork, doing everything else, getting everything going, maintaining that, that business and that line and that product and that that name and then profiting what i was profiting and that was fine now if i did that today the amount of of things you got to go back and forth and do and and do all that other stuff i can do it but that's that's one of the i can't do that and do this business right i can't do those two things but the other bigger part was like today you you have a day job yes i have a day job Right. Our day jobs pay for our our homes, our livelihoods, all that other stuff. Very rarely do now yours is a little bit different of a statement. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, I mean, like, I, I, like it's, yours your, is different than mine. Your day I was required because right. of some personal things. Nobody didn't care how much money I had. Yeah. I was required to get a job right. because of what I had to do in my personal life. And without fail, like the t- I think it's probably been two, maybe three times. I've had to pull money out of the business for for personal stuff because, like, you know, the wife lost her job or the legal fees for for our court stuff that's going on, which is correct, you know. And to me, that's that is not a bad move. That was like I had to choose at that point in time my family or the business, but the business was doing well enough to repay. But that's why you go into business. Like, please don't get me wrong. All right, please don't get me wrong. This is why you go into business for yourself. This is why you're an entrepreneur, to take care of your family, your loved ones, and the things that you want. Um, a lot of people that want to be their own boss want to yeah. have basically taking your life into your own hands, yeah. like like taking your ship and steering it in the direction that you want to steer it in. However, the reason why I'm saying that with investors, okay, I know this for a fact. My investors got mad at me for some of the stuff that I've done down south Correct. because I have not made any money of money that I'm taking out of my company up east. Right. You're you're weakening the the, and, the foundation. And in their minds, in yeah. their minds, I'm about to open up a pit hole of loss. And the only thing that they can see is the only reason why I'm here is because of personal. Yeah. There's no financial gain for me here in Louisiana. Yet. 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 There you go. Yeah. And that's Yet. and this is why we're starting everything that we're doing. Right. Because for me personally, it took me a long time to see that they might be right. 
because some of the things that I was I was talking about in other podcasts, people here when they find out that you have money, just want you to just give them yeah. your money, and that's that's not wrong, right? Like you, your experience that's been your experience. My Correct. experience has been the other way around, and then we we touched on that and stuff, yes. like, and we're gonna go into it, but. You know, like now for what we, we are currently doing, we have, you know, we have got one guy who's like, I, I'm, I'm fully wanting to get in. Correct. Right. I've only seen, known you for a little while, but I've seen what you guys got going on here. It's really cool. we got another guy who's been with, been with the shop since I purchased it and, and has watched how quickly it's grown and all that stuff. And he's just, he doesn't even care. He's just like, I know when my money goes into your hands, no matter when it comes back, it's, there's more money coming back to my hands because I've watched you take a broken shop. And turn it into this, right? Correct. And we've got another guy who's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm only he's only really kind of seeing the the back end of of the fix shop, going into the the potential new setup and everything else, and going, look, if you're able to do that, I want to see what you can do next, yes. you know. But that guy's gonna, and, and we already know this. He wants to go into shares. He wants to go over that stuff, and that's all fine information because that's what somebody who's investing money should do. They're gonna do what's right for them, and if you're getting with investors and you're asking and they're asking questions and you don't have an answer or you're like, Oh, it, uh, 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 whatever. That's not always going to end with them saying, no, that's just going to probably end up with a lot of time is with them ending up going, come back when you have those answers. Correct. Like, because they want to know, they want to know the feel, but what it, the one thing for me, like when starting a business or getting into business with people, it's, I want to know what your total sales is. Yeah. What are I apologize um, before right, in an investor? People, I'm sorry, yes. man. We're gonna all right, everybody. We're gonna pause here. Um, like we said, this is gonna be a long one. We're gonna do this multiple episodes. Uh, if you're listening to us on Geek Public Radio, thank you very much for following us. Check out our Facebook page. What about pod? Uh, what about, about Tuesday, Tuesday podcast? <laughs> um, our and you can hit us up with voice messages from uh, Anchor.fm. All these other things. We will be back tomorrow. We're gonna keep going over this, and we'll talk to you then. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us on What About Tuesday. And remember that some ideas will not make you a profit. However, all profits come from ideas. This is Rich signing off. This is Shane. Thank you for fo again, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>